The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to the Mafia Cast. Thank you for joining us today. I'm, of course, your host, Papa Ron, with Mike and Casey. What's going on, guys? How are you guys doing today? What's going on, man? Back at it again. No game to recap. It's kind of, it's kind of weird, but <laughs> I know no game to recap. But we do have one to, to, to talk about for sure. Uh, again, this is Mafia Cast. Thank you for joining us. We are part of the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. We're super excited to be here. Thursday, back to Thursday nights. Uh, so this is where you'll find us going forward. Uh, speaking of finding us, we were just kind of curious from those of you who are listening currently on the live show, whether you're on Facebook, YouTube, let us know how you found the show. Let us know where you're listening from. Uh, we want to hear from hear from our people. Um, Richard Rush is here already. He says, evening. Thank you for joining us, Richard. As always, of course, the, the Super Chats are open. Um, guys, we've got a big, big game this weekend. Before we get into that, though, we got three new players added to this roster this week. Let's start with the first one, Fournette. Mike, first of all, what do you think about this one? I mean, that's huge. Um, it's no surprise uh, with Harris getting banged up. I mean, uh, we were really leaning on Latavius for that uh, power back spot. Um, but now it now it's, you know, there's not as much pressure on him there. Um, so, so it'll be interesting. Uh you know how, how long it takes uh, Fournette to get up to speed and start making an impact, but I, I do do think he is definitely gonna gonna make an impact. The other day, um, Casey did a an impromptu show with the Rumblings group, uh, Jay Spencer King, Sarah, um, and Jeremiah, and I was listening to that, and I noticed. You gave the thumbs down on the Fournette edition, Casey. Tell us more about that. Kind of give us a little more in-depth response. 
truly I'm okay with it. Like I I'm I'm ha- I'm happy with it. Um like I said, I'm just a homer when it comes to Latavius Murray, you know, watching him play against, you know, the school I was going to, watching like, you know, get kicked in the teeth by him. It was it's just one of those things, you know, it's cool to see a hometown kid finally play for like my favorite team, you know. So but I, I truly like I, I like it. I mean I'm I'm happy with it. I'm curious, like, why, you know, 31 other teams hadn't signed him yet. You know, I'm just, I just I was wondering if he was just waiting for the right moment, the right team to sign him. Um, he's kind of a jack-of-all-trades running back to where he can catch the ball while at the same time he it can run between tackles and be a power back. Um, Spence, we'll talk about it. Go ahead and address it. it. We'll <laughs> We'll talk about it. So, me and Spence, it's time for me to decide when and how I'm going to dye my hair pink with the for our bet about Anthony Richardson, which, in my defense, I'm still upset that I agreed to it without the injury clause. I brought it up to Spence, and he denied it. So, if any of our fans have an issue that there was no injury clause, please at him, at Chase Spencer King on Twitter. Get him. <laughs> or not. Or not. Or not. You know, it's one of those things. I- but maybe we'll maybe Spence will kind of maybe a double or nothing for you. If we get, uh, I don't know, let's say 3,000 viewers of our video, of this, this podcast video, then you can opt out. I think there's a better chance of me seeing God than Spence giving up this bet. <laughs> That's probably true. That is probably true. Especially because <laughs> the last time he and I talked about it, it hasn't really i mean this will be the first time we talked i talked about it in public but doing something for you know like maybe partnering with oshai or something doing making this a way that we can raise money for some charity or donation so if anybody has any ideas any hookups feel free you know at at skeeds 15 on twitter you know comment anything message me i'm all ears so we can turn this into a whole thing if, if we all want if we want to Hell yeah, we'll do that. Cool. We'll do a we'll do a full production. Go to the barbershop, yeah. get it all done and everything. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> On location podcast while uh Casey's yeah, yeah. getting his hair did. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. Um so back to the Fournette thing. I'm just gonna say for me it's quite simple. I, I, I liked I do like Murray, but it's a 33 year old running back. Versus a 28-year-old running back who was still pretty productive a season ago. He had 73 receptions. I don't know what the total yardage numbers were. I think I want to say he was somewhere around 900 total yards, maybe. And um, I, for me, I, like I said, I do like it. I think the timing has more to do with some of these guys not wanting to come in until later part of the year because they are older players. One of which we'll talk about here shortly. Who, um. Not the one we traded for, but uh, Linville Joseph. Now, and Dom Kinsu was another one that we've talked about with the defensive tackle position. But I, I, I think, and for that reason, I do like it because we're halfway through the season now. You bring in a fresh set of legs who is much younger than Murray and uh, still can be productive. I think it's a, a really good signing. And I did hear there were other teams that were pursuing him too, and he chose Buffalo. How much truth is in that? Who knows? But, you know, sources said. So I take that for what it's worth. Sources. 
basically that at this point you got to hear it with your own two ears directly from the horse's mouth just to be able to believe anything at this point but who don't want to come yeah hey at this point a lot of people have made the point to where it's nice to be in this position to where these higher end you know veterans are choosing to come to buffalo in order to try to chase a ring you know it's it's cool to be on on this side of it instead of losing our old aging veteran players to you know the patriots or you know any anybody all the teams that we grew up with watching winning rings Uh, and i'm glad you brought that up because it i was thinking in fact earlier today i was thinking about this um because there's so many people out there fans that are calling for mcdermott's firing or dorsey's firing or whoever but specifically i want to talk about mcdermott because He's part of the reason why these guys want to come here because of the culture that he has built in this organization and in that building. He's a big reason why free agents want to come here. He's a big reason why Von Miller came here. Yes, Josh Allen is the other part of that. But if this team were to fire McDermott and basically start all over from scratch with a new coaching staff, I just wonder how many of the players would be like, okay, well, we're out. I mean, what if McDermott, because I guarantee you McDermott would be hired somewhere else, say Carolina. Frank Reich is already being rumored to be on the hot seat, so which is ridiculous, a, by the way. Yeah, I I agree. It's, when it's your ridiculous. best receiver is a forty-year-old Adam Thielen, that's insane. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. things fall apart, you know. But if that job yeah, opened up, I can almost guarantee you they would be calling McDermott. Oh, and, and how many of the current Bills players would travel over there? Yeah. Yep. So yeah, our, basically, our I entire think, depth. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous that people want to say that. I think it's ridiculous that people are saying that the Bills will never win a Super Bowl as long as McDermott's leading this, um, which I have to I have to talk about this for just a moment because I thought it was kind of funny. I woke up this morning. My alarm goes off at 4.50 in the morning to get ready for work, and um, I'm getting ready, throwing my lunch together for the day, and I pop open my phone because a notification there. Somebody decided they wanted to go on to our Facebook page uh, for the Mafia cast and leave us a review. <laughs> His comment was basically amateur podcast. These guys, they don't hold any players accountable. You know, Buffalo can do no wrong kind of kind of comment. He did this because um, he commented in a previous post something about, yeah, Buffalo sucks. They're never winning a Super Bowl. This team is garbage, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So my response to that was some Bills fans, not all, so if you don't fit in this this category, please don't get mad at me. But there are some who are very negative. They're all about the doom and gloom, and they're just whiny. So, and he took offense to that apparently. So he had to comment on that. But it's true. Like this team, I remember just a couple of seasons ago, they were seven and six, thirteen games in the season. They were seven and six, and then they went on a roll, and almost got to the Super Bowl. Every year they seem to go through this low in the middle of the season where they lose a couple of games where they just don't look as good while winning some games. And then they figure it out. So that's all I wanted to say about that is like I'm confident this team will figure it out. And we're going to talk about how much how important this upcoming game is. Um, <laughs> no, you cannot be mad. It's not allowed. Um, and my apologies. I've been sick all week, so I'm trying not to cough into the mic. Um but yeah, I, we'll get into the next player here in just a minute. But I, since we're kind of on that subject, I want to hear from the two of you your thoughts on. Do you feel like like 
do you think this team is capable of winning a Super Bowl with the injuries? Do you think that it's, I mean, Vegas says they're still a top five, so why not? But I just want to kind of hear what you guys think about that. I I do. I, I do think they're capable. I mean, all, all it takes is, is that one game at a time uh, mindset and, and just doing just that, winning one game at a time. Um, I'd say we went full send mode on, on the uh, trade deadline. Um, <laughs> you know, they're, they're really going for it here. I mean, and you talked about, you know, higher profile players wanting to come here uh, for that reason. You know, there's talk about, you know, Lionville Joseph, you know, maybe, you know, he's chasing a ring, you know, at this point, because, you know, what else are you going to do? Um, but very capable, you know, I think we're up there with the best, you know, we, we can go toe to toe with any of them, you know, and any, you know, they could have a bad day. We could have a good day, not necessarily saying that's what would need to happen, but it could happen at any any time across the leagues, um, and I'm not saying that as an excuse as to why I think the Bills, you know, are are capable of that. I think we really do have a good team here, and then, you know, halfway through the season, still still building talent. Yeah, you know, so. <laughs> I mean, you'd be crazy not to think it, and I and I'm glad you you brought up the review because it's just it's just funny uh, how <laughs> people are just negative, 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 and I. I look, I look up this name and I see like negative comments going like back months. Like it's, there's nothing positive. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't understand that type of a fan. Yeah, That's the world you want to live in. Then so be it. But I feel like I'd be miserable if that's just the way I thought all the time. Yeah. The only thing I (laughs) had to say about, about the review is like, I feel sorry for that guy's wife or his boyfriend. (laughs) Like, like I, that he's miserable. So, and his complaint wasn't even about us. He was complaining to us about the bills. So, but yeah. I mean, like Spence said, like once we get healthier, if we can go, if we can stay healthy, I mean, I, yeah, this team as constructed with the incoming pieces, I think we can win a super bowl. Um, But the, I mean, everybody, everybody's here is making the parity in the NFL this year is astounding. Yeah. I mean, yes. any the Broncos beat the Chiefs, the Patriots, yeah. the Jets beat us. You know, I'm I the Jags beat us, but the Jags are a good team, so I'm not going to put that in like an upset. And the Jets beat Philly. The, the Jets beat Philly. Ex- exactly. I mean, anybody literally can beat anybody and is beating anybody this year. No, there's not one sing- singular dominant team. I mean, we thought. The Niners were a great train, and then they're all of a sudden they've lost three games in a row. You know, I understand that you know they're dealing with injuries, but every everybody is at this point. So I think it's this is going to be. I mean, we say it every year: who gets hot at the right time? But the way the Bills are playing, you know, it seems like like a couple years ago. You know, it, it, the way things are falling. You know, the way we were we lost to the Jags. We went to the like we played against the Bucks. You know, we barely beat. The Bucks this time we lost to them last time. That was the last time we had a late. No, we had an early bye. Um, but like all of a sudden, you know, looks like we're gonna get hot at the right time, or should. It looks like we're just on that track to where you know we might get yeah. to seven and five. But if we end at twelve and five, nobody will blink an eye at, at the first six games of the season because we'll be just no. steamrolling getting yeah. into the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah, and so on that note, 
we'll go back now. I just had to get that off my chest, and um, we'll go back to the the new additions on on the players. Uh, the probably well, let's talk about Joseph first because I want to. We'll spend a little bit more time, I think, on on Douglas. But with Joseph, um, you guys, I'm not sure his age, 30s. I'm sure, but anybody yeah, know off the top of your head? I think he's like 12 years or so. 12 years in the league. Uh, 32, 33, somewhere he's, around he's there. Definitely uh, early 30s. Yeah, so a few years younger than Indomkin Sue. Um, between the two of them, did Buffalo get it right? Personally, I think so. Big part pertaining the age because of that. Mm-hmm. And we saw Linval Joseph basically did the same thing last year, only later in the season, and joined Philly. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden – it was like he never left. It was like he never missed a game rep. You know, he was he was very very good for them. And yeah, he I was think a solid it was, part of that rotation. I, I think it. That's kind of what he was looking to do here: is come and be a good rotation piece. You know, like like I'd say he's probably a step up from Tim Settle right now, just from what we've seen from Settle this year. Um, yeah. So I, I'm I'm excited. I, excited to see Linval Joseph. I was a fan of him with the Vikings. I was a fan of him with the Chargers. You know, I was begging for Brandon Bean to sign him years ago that when he was leaving the Vikings. So it, it's it's I'm happy to see him finally here. Yeah, I agree. Well, Mike, what do you think? They get it right with him over Sue? Um, I, I can't necessarily say I favorite one or the other. Um, but, but I think it was a key move, uh, regardless. Um, but you know, he he's just gonna he's gonna he's gonna come in and he's gonna do what I think, like we were uh, what we were hoping to see Puna do. But th- this is I think maybe more of a certain certainty to it. Um, you know, standing in the spot, taking up blockers, and and hopefully uh, you know getting big added into the backfield. And, and he's monstrous. He's yeah. an absolute. Yeah monstrous of like human being it's it's yeah. weird <laughs> yeah the Puna four played better last week so hopefully yeah. going forward that's more of right. what we'll get out of him yeah um maybe i'm saying that because we haven't seen much from him yet um but yeah you know, i think what he's played team, you know try two games i think working it in so first time was yeah the first game was not impressive at all um uh, but yeah i don't think you can have too many defensive tackles and, you know, and Richard here, he he makes a good point. Uh, strong, big run stopper, and and I think that's what we needed. We needed some guy, not necessarily to push the pocket, because uh, Oliver can do that. We can also collapse the edges, um, but we needed somebody to occupy those double teams. Somebody that had some power that can hold his own against that. And yeah. we're going to find out. Well, it's unlikely that he'll play this weekend. Maybe a little bit. Um. And, and that's kind of the other thing, too, with these three new players is how much they'll play on Sunday, again, if at all. I, I believe Fournette's on – he's on the practice squad, so I don't think we'll see him. But um, with Joseph and then the other guy, Rasul Douglas, this was, to me, um, one of the two biggest positions of need, defensive tackle being the other. So Brandon Bean obviously agrees with me and apparently was reading my stuff once again – and uh, now and address these two positions. Okay, of course I'm kidding because everybody under the sun was saying address these two positions. But hey, you never know. I wanted to read. Go ahead, Mike. I was just saying you know you never know who's watching. You know by by the time the next <laughs> week comes around and 
how many people no, watch the show afterwards or, or just listen no to names on views recorded so <laughs> yeah um I posted on Twitter earlier today just a, a question um, to to Bills Mafia, asking you know their thoughts on on the Russell Douglas signing. So I kind of wanted to go through some of these because uh, there were some good responses. Um, let me get back to it because I've already <laughs> lost them. So, um. Hanover from Twitter said, go check out Packers fan reactions. They hate this trade. That's a good thing for us. It's it's not just right. about what he provides on the field. He's a huge leader in the locker room. Great guy to have and as a vet who can push Elam and Benford too. That's the one thing that I keep hearing over and over and over since they traded for him is the leadership, the locker room guy. That's exactly the type of player that being in McDermott want in there. And, and I do think it's good to have somebody like him come in uh, for Benford, but more so for Elam. Because if you follow Douglas's career uh, trajectory, it's very similar to what Elam's going through right now. Douglas didn't catch on early on in the season. It took him a few years. It took him, I think there was two teams before he got to the third team in Green Bay, which when it finally clicked for him. Um, They've said the same thing about Josh Norman. It took him a couple of seasons before it clicked for him. And... So I think that'll be good for Kyrie. I think somebody like that coming in can help with his confidence. I'm not saying that Elam's confidence is shot or anything. I don't know. I don't know the guy. But it can be easy. He came in here as a number one draft pick, uh, a first-round draft pick, and just has not been able to catch on. So from that perspective – dealing with well, an inju- in- negative injury, you know, for weeks on end. You yeah, know, and that was you. the other thing I wanted to bring up uh, that we didn't know about until here recently. He's had that nagging ankle injury, so it's kind uh, of funny how that was... pops up when we need to free up a roster spot, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm there is saying. some question about that. I agree. Like, I, it's kind of like I was listening to some other podcasts throughout the week too, and this has been kind of brought up. But like with Daquan Jones and Milano, like why the secrecy? Nobody knows if they're out for the season still, and I just feel like I, I don't think anybody point, knows. But why wouldn't they have some idea, though? I mean, because players heal different. Like, everybody heals differently from injuries, you know. And, I mean, yes, you can get it. You know, the general idea, you know, like the six months or, you know, four months, whatever, you know, whatever the injury causes you, a person to be out normally. But these are also professional athletes and, you know, the one of, if not the toughest sport in the world. And they're, I mean, they, these guys know exactly what's going into their bodies, how to take care of their bodies, like how everything feels, you know? So, I mean, maybe Milano, what would take us, you know, average guys six months to recover from might take Milano four just because of the shape he's in, the training he can get, the physical therapy he can get. So I, I, I think they're just not willing to put a cap on anything, you know, to put a floor or a ceiling on anything just to leave yeah. The door, just to leave that door open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and Armando says it here, a timetable at least. <clears throat> it would be, as a fan, you, you want to know. You want to hear, <clears throat> like, it, we've heard that there's the possibility they could be back before the end of the season. But what is that possibility truly like? Like, is there, are you saying there's a 2% chance? Is there, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's just as a fan, being selfish, you want to know these things. 
Mm-hmm. And it's similar to like what with, with Kyrie Elam. Like he's been struggling all season long. When did this injury occur? Why is it just now coming out? So to your point, um, I mean, I don't want to say the team is lying just so they can put him on IR, but I will. I'm not, I, I mean, th- I don't I think know. They're lying. I think they're lying, and he, they're just like, all right, bro, sit out the rest of the season. We're good I'm gonna for now. I'm going to throw the graphic up. I, cu- I couldn't resist. I, I just oh, – yeah. I, yeah, I don't, one, I don't like making entertainment out of a, you know an injury or something, but it just kind of fit. Injury. But yeah, I I really do hope. hope he's, he's not hope he's buying it. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Um, it, but if it's we need a roster spot convenient. just to play some cards, you know. I mean, I guess yeah, you I don't know. Play the game, right? <laughs> and it's not just. But if he's on IR, he can't practice. Yeah. We don't need him to. At this I, well, pretty we much. Want him to. <laughs> Dude, go work it, out with right now, training. Go work out with the one on one coach. We've got Jackson, Benford, and Douglas. After Norman. that, your fourth option is Josh Norman, the fifty-three-year-old corner. Hey, our, Lewis, maybe like think about it. Well, think about what we were going through last week. Our third option was Elam. Right. No, so now our third option is Jackson, Razul, or Benford because we don't know truly know who's going to be the one and two right away. Right. And if speaking Norman of which, and them- who? Who do you guys think is going to be, and then who do you think should be the two-star outside corners once Rasul's, you know, acclimated? That's easy for me, Rasul and Benford. Yeah. Okay, so we're all. I think we'd all agree on that. Yeah. Yeah, I heard some um, somebody saying earlier today that rotating him in uh, with all with with both Jackson and Benford, if they do a three person rotation, I'm going to, no. I mean, not that it matters, but that's going to be frustrating because yeah. I, I can understand if you want to get him on the field a little bit to start to get him acclimated and everything, but rotating all three seems counterproductive to me. Uh, I do wonder how much he can play though. I think this week I, so just to put it out there, I think all three are going to be active this week. All three limited, they'll get like Fournette maybe three, four touches. Linval Joseph will be a situational guy, you know. No offense to you know defensive tackles, you know, but I feel like learning the playbook as a corner is probably a little harder than learning as a defensive tackle. Um, and Razul Douglas, I I mean, either, I, so I can't confirm or deny. <laughs> it, it, exactly, it, it's just you know my guess, um, but I think Razul Douglas, it'll be one of those. I think he'll, he, he's been around the league, you know, so he's learned multiple playbooks already. So that that's kind of a good thing for us right now. So I think he'll be used as like the emergency option this week and they won't elevate Norman. So th- that, that's just that's my awesome. guess. I, yeah. And I'm with you. I think, uh, I mean, he comes from a zone coverage background. He's, he's a zone yeah. corner primarily. Um, and that's what we run here. So, and and Bean was talking about during his press conference about his his instincts and his ability to diagnose what's happening and react to it, even if it wasn't game planned during the week in practice, because he's been around the league long enough and he studied the game enough that he knows these things, even when it maybe that wasn't practiced during the week because it wasn't caught on film right. or whatever. Because of those traits, I do think they can put him on the field this weekend 
if they if if necessary. Like I, I don't know. It's Cincinnati, so I would like to see him out there sooner than later. But I just don't know how fair that is to him to expect him to be able to go out. Yeah, you got to also remember being... he, he's a player. He'll, no matter what, he's like, yeah, coach, I got this. I know it. Like I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You know, yeah. we we were all like that as as a player. You know, yeah. no matter what, and, yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. I got it. <laughs> and he's been playing all year, so it's not like yeah. he's just coming in off the streets and needs to get acclimated to the game speed or anything either. So, so there's that part of it. So I, I hope he plays. Um, Roy brought up. Uh, don't forget about. Um, Ingram, I mean, I'm hopeful that he'll turn into something that the team obviously really likes him in the preseason we saw a little bit from him. And, I mean, there does appear to be some promise there, but he is an undrafted rookie still, so – or second year. So is he a rookie or second what year? Did, that's uh, – he got me stumped on that I'm one. not sure. Sorry. Yeah, either so, way, he's young. <laughs> what do you guys think this means for Trey White? I asked this mm. on the podcast on uh, trade Best deadline week. day, yeah. and every and nobody really wanted to speculate just because it was. It, it's sad to think about. Trey White was the starting piece to this Bills team. He was the first draft pick under the like in the McDermott era. So it it it, it sucks, you know. Like it, it's sad to think about. You know, we've given it. He's been a fantastic player, an all-pro, a pro bowler. He's the best hockey goalie this side of the Mississippi. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's it sucks to think about, but it's starting to become a reality where, all right, you know, he basically, after this year, he won't have played for really th- almost three entire seasons straight because yeah. of his injury. Yeah. So if, it's – you, you got to do well without him. Yeah, if the team's a, if the team's doing well, like Mike just said, and then b, that contract. I mean, that if you know, if he's willing to just chew on that contract, accept a little bit of, like basically, if we could just buy him out, accept a little bit of money up front, you know, knock that knock the dead cap hit down for us. I could see us like being like, all right, man, like we wish you the best of luck. You know, we we get you've de- given everything to us. We, we to you, but I think it's just time to let bygones be bygones at this point. Yeah, but you, make that, you don't make that move now, right? You're like, no, not now. You, no, that move no. It would be, uh, I mean, probably before June first. That's usually right. when a lot of incentive After, based in the, in the off season. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, I've brought this up already this past week. Um, the ACL injury. He even even after that, he wasn't himself still. He was getting yeah. there, I feel like, but he wasn't yeah. there. It was taking a long time. And now you got a, a Achilles. And um, I was listening to uh, One Bills Live today, and Chris Brown was talking about that, that the corner position, and him and uh, Steve Tasker, the corner position is one of the toughest to play because you're constantly reacting. It's it's yeah. not – yeah. so when you're having to react, your body it puts more stress on that. There's a lot of change of direction involved. You're backpedaling. There's a lot that goes yeah. into uh, a lot of pressure that gets put on that Achilles. And I, I worry that he's not going to be able to ever come back from this and be the same that he was before. So, yeah, I mean, if he's willing to take a lesser contract, then I think they're, they, they would do that and he would stay on. But I'm with you, Casey. I, I do have my concerns about him being on this team uh, beyond – 
Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Maybe this offseason, maybe they maybe they keep him around for 2024 and, and just to see. I don't know what his cap hit is next year. I haven't I just I got off work and I walked into my house about three minutes before we went live, so I didn't have a chance to look at his contract and see how that breaks down. But um I think I don't it's know. gonna be it's, very it's hard situation. to get out of it this offseason. I think next season it's much more like, like we can soak it a little bit better you know the dead cap hit which is you know like it do you just do we keep him on and run he and Razul next year out at the outside corners but then you're stunting christian Gifford's, you know ability to get better and be better by not letting him play or do we trade that set that third round pick and fifth round pick this year for the one year rental with Rizul Douglas and cut because his none of his money next year is guaranteed. So it's it's weird. Like, you know, it's we're kind of putting ourselves in a weird bind right now. And I'm, this offseason is going to be very, very interesting in the cornerback room. Yeah, I agree. I know that Rizul's he's on he's his contract runs through 2024. Uh, and I don't believe it's very large cap hit. So if they decided to extend Douglas, they could stretch that money on over a few years and maybe they could buy time at, at least one more season for Trey White to see how he can rebound next year and, and give him 2024 to see if he can be the same Trey White of old. And then if he can and Douglas kills it this year, then yeah, I think you roll with both of them or maybe you turn around and you trade Douglas and Benford gets then CB2 or I mean who knows you're right it's gonna be interesting to see what they do there though AJ made a good point about uh, you know trade safety I would rather see Trey move to safety rather than Benford just yeah, because Benford is uh, like he's already like in the middle of learning the cornerback the corner position and he's starting to get pretty pretty good at it so I, I'd rather him just continue to learn this get better at this rather than you know basically cut him off halfway and then move him to another position for him to just presume learning again. And I have if, heard that you know, Hyde decides to not take an extension this year and that matches hit he up with Poyer, we could be out of safety. So if Trey White would be willing to move to safety, I mean, we, we know he has great ball skills, so maybe that's something he'd be willing to do. 
I'd be very interested in that. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be willing to. And I think it would probably be the ideal situation because, let's be honest, Poyer and Hyder are getting older. Um, I'm not in that camp of they're old and have lost a step, like I've seen a lot of fans say. But um, uh, Roy here says, over the cap, according to over the cap, 6.2 million dead cap, 10.4 cap savings post June 1 cut for Trey. So the team can save significant money if they cut him. Uh, only after June first next year, net though. Mm, yeah, that's so, rough. That's that's tight. That's that's like that's a tight question. Like that's yeah. like that's 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 the line. Basically, I feel like. Well, let's um let's move on because we do have this big game this weekend. Uh, coming up with the with Cincinnati, and I I saw some, uh, social media stuff going around as I was coming home. No, I was not looking at my phone while driving. But um <laughs> some comments about I guess what uh oh my gosh. <laughs> A little dirty. What? <laughs> McKenzie. Oh okay. Uh, made some oh. comments about how the Bills ran some basic routes and uh if there was a dome then the game would have been different and this and this and that. And so Tyler Boyd and you know Jamar Chase, of course, took that and you know running with it, but I, I don't think honestly the weather would have changed the outcome of that game one way or the other. I think Buffalo was just they not, were out of gas. Not a yeah. single thing mm-hmm. would have changed that football game that day. No, there was just we there just... was something in the air. I mean, the entire mm-hmm. crowd smelled it before before we even <laughs> walked towards the stadium. I swear to God. We are me and Mike are not the only like ones. Like when we to woke up it. in the morning, we like there. There was something that like everybody felt. Everybody was off. Like everybody forgot to do this game day tradition, that game day tradition. Mm-hmm. Mike and I forgot our game day tradition that day, and it it was just it was something. And then all of a sudden, we got the energy whomped on. Yeah, yeah. There, we we had zero energy, and the team had zero energy. Only Kalu yeah, Shakir took the five hour energy before the game. <laughs> Right. It's funny you're talking about the your pregame rituals and stuff like that. That weekend, uh, the Saturday before the game, uh, we had we had to get together here, and <laughs> one of my favorite drinks. And a lot of people think it's gross and disgusting. A lot of people, this is one of the drinks you either love it or you hate it. But Bloody Marys, I love me a yeah, Bloody but... Mary. Ugh. So I was making them the night before for myself, and I was doing three shot Bloody Marys. Wait, time out. <laughs> Count me what in. psycho drinks a Bloody Mary <laughs> at night? <laughs> what? That's Bloody Marys are only able to drink before noon, and then once it's noon, you switch to real drinks. <laughs> I, it don't matter what time of day it is for me. It with is those. kind of. I, I, I love them. Early, but oh. I had like three or four oh. the night before, and I was making them with three shots apiece. Plus, I was drinking beer. I was so so sick the next morning. So I didn't drink my Labatt's Blue for the game like I normally do. Like I crack one open as soon as it kickoffs. So yeah, the whole game day ritual things. I was not feeling it. In fact, I was in the bathroom uh, when kickoff happened. <laughs> it was yeah, the whole day was just Casey. You were with me that day, dummy. Yeah, no, I don't remember. We didn't order a pizza. <laughs> we didn't do a pizza, did we? No. No. It was a rough. No, day we didn't for everyone. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, anyways, <laughs> to the game. Um, just uh, my initial, like, I, 
last week I said, I made the comments that to me, this game feels like from a mental perspective, it's the biggest game of the year and could dictate the rest of the season. I, I do want to kind of backtrack on that a little bit because it is still early. And regardless of what happens in this game, I hope that there's not uh, a mental lapse, if you will. Like I hope it doesn't just, oh, here we go again and just dooms the rest of the season. <laughs> but it could. But I, I I'm going to leave it to you guys to talk because I, I, this one's hard for me. I, this one is really hard for me. I am <laughs> I'm about the most nervous for a game I've been since the last time we played them. <laughs> really? I, I – that's funny you say that. Because like I – I got to be honest, I didn't even know who we played until yesterday. And that, uh, I'm serious. I had no clue. And I mean, I we talked about it. was it, Bengals, like and I was like, I was like, all right, no, it's the Bengals. Because I'm sorry, no team in the NFL is scary this year anymore. We've seen Joe Burrow. We saw how Joe, Joe Burrow was playing. Now, granted, they got back. They're now back to four and four. They're playing much better. But, like. Anybody can be anybody on anything. You know, we, we've seen Josh Allen play like Zach Wilson. We've seen Josh Allen play like Josh Allen. We've seen Joe Burrow play like Zach Wilson and Joe Burrow play like Joe Burrow. <laughs> you know, like it, it's it's one of those things to where like it who's gonna get hot. And I and to be honest, I know Brandon Bean said I don't want to suck bad enough to get a Jamar Chase, but if this game just shuts us down for the year and we suck bad enough. It just can't. keep talk, just keep <laughs> just get get that better draft pick. I like who cares if you know if we fall to you know even and we're three games out of the out of the out of the division, you know, and maybe two games out of the wild card, you, you know, go for that wild card. But if not, and don't fall to this eight and nine, nine and eight, you know, either go for it or or don't. There's just no there shouldn't be any in between with this any in between with this team anymore. Now we were we were talking earlier about getting hot at the right time and and even like before the the Tampa Bay game, you know, we were in the we're still in the lull. So I'm like, you know, I I was kind of counting us out against Tampa Bay. Honestly, I, I didn't. I I was like thinking, oh well, we might we might lose this game. No big deal. But I'm still confident, you know, because we're cold at the right time that we can be hot at the right time. And and yeah. I, honestly, yeah. I, I was almost writing that game off as a loss, like big deal playing the Bucks, just like, you know, any, any other team. Um, but I, I, I don't see this derailing the rest of our season. I, I could see us winning one more game before the bye and being, it being fine and just going on a going on a tear after the bye. Um, so, so I'm not really, I'm not really convinced this is a do or die game against the Bengals. And, and I always, it, and I always like the thought of beating teams the second time we see them um, in the year, you know, like the Jets. If so, we what, only uh, win, the, the Miami game is is going to be huge at the end of the year because yeah. to go two and zero against them, um, that that's a big one for me. But not not this one against the Bengals. Well, to your point, if we only win one game between now and the bye week, that's one and three over the next four games. Which puts us at what five and seven, six or six, I was six and six, 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 six and seven, six and six. No, six and six. We got three, yeah, five and six. And I can see us going ten and seven. 
I'm not mathing well right now. So six and six. But I'm still confident, even though I can see that happening. I know it sounds weird. Yeah, man, that would, I mean, Bill's Mafia would just explode. Yeah. We think there's a bunch of negative people out there right now. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Like, what do you want? Like, what do you want from everybody? Yeah. We're just about we're just yeah, about chump, chump people that have no analysis. Sorry, who cares? <laughs> well, let's so let's look at the offense versus defense first. Um, Casey, what concerns you the most with our defense versus their offense? That's not even a question. They have you know a top, in my opinion, two wide receiver duo in the league with T Higgins and Jamar Chase. I mean. There's maybe what five teams, six teams that T. Higgins wouldn't walk onto and immediately be the number one, like wide receiver. You know, they, and they have, they have two of them. Joe Burrow, you know, the king of accuracy. We saw it last year. You know, he can, he doesn't have the world's arm. You know, he can't bomb at seventy yards like Josh, but under thirty yards, he's gonna put it like he can put it in a pin drop. Like it, mm-hmm. it's insane his accuracy. So that's what scares I mean, Josh me. Allen does lead the league right now in that category. Yeah. So just now, saying. but I mean, <laughs> hey, got to give credit where it's due, man. I mean, Joe yeah. was one accurate quarterback, and he's proved it for a few years now. Not just over the eight games. And um, so, I mean, just putting Benford against Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and, you know, whoever's on the other side between Jackson and – uh, Razul Douglas, you know, it, it's going to be a tough matchup for the for our corners. Thank God we have Micah and uh, Poyer back there to play center field for us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> you know, oh yeah fire mcdermott mean yeah all, all we have to do is like come close to losing a game and everyone <laughs> starts losing their hold minds on somebody clip mike just saying fire mcdermott and bean yeah <laughs> i'll write i'll write it down <laughs> um ron you're muted but anyways I'll, i guess i'll go because he's muted <laughs> yeah go um, ahead <laughs> so so what I, I honestly, yeah, the, the wide receivers, like Casey was saying, um, the deep threat, um, passing game, our corner situation. So that's definitely definitely one of the main concerns. But the other thing is not necessarily uh, specific to Cincinnati, but something I feel like we've struggled with is the edge. And let, let's try to not get let them get the running game going um, so, so they don't they just don't have that. You know what I mean? And then we can focus on the pass. Um, seen a lot of, you know, we've we've seen players, you know, run run through our line and, you know, get 50-yard-plus gains or or get around the outside and, and, you know, just start heading downfield. Um, so, yeah, if we can if we can contain the outside, not not let them get around the edge uh, running the ball, and, and I think we, if focusing on the pass, yeah, we're going to get this done. 
Yeah, I'm. What I was saying while I was muted, <laughs> the dog was barking, so I had to mute it, and they forgot. All right. Anyways, I'm with you, Casey. As far as the I'm uh, the 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 receiving. I mean, you can even go down to Tyler Boyd, and th- all three of those guys. I'm actually more confident though in our secondary to. I'm not going to say stop them because that's not going to happen. Happen. But they kind of showed me something last week against Godwin and Evans that they can play, that they, you know, they're they're not necessarily a liability. The what only rebuttal against though, that is who they had throwing the quarterback and who they had throwing the ball to them. I, I mean, there is that. I and I agree with that. But still, it's it's Mike Evans. The the, the point being that Benford and Jackson were able to cover them. Even Baker Mayfield can hit an open, wide open receiver. <laughs> okay, and they weren't wide open. They were they had the coverage. Even the touchdown that that um, Evans got, Brentford was right there. That was but, an um, offensive pi, real quick. That was offensive yeah. pi. <laughs> yeah, there's that as well. So, what worries me though is Joe Mixon, because right. we've kind of seen a little bit this year that the Bills have given up a big run or two here or there. They've done well really actually really well against the run. And then all of a sudden they break a long run. So then the stats, you know, of course they're bloated, but without Daquan Jones in there, um, Puna Ford, it was down one game. He played better the last game. Tim Settle hasn't really done shown as much this year yet. Um, the only defensive tackle currently that we have that I'm a hundred percent confident in is Oliver. So that worries me that, that Mixon is going to have himself a game. This week, but boy, how the tides turned from a year year ago to now about everybody's feelings on Oliver. Everybody couldn't wait to get rid of him, and now everybody's like, "Thank God, Fred Oliver." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that brings up the point. Kind of going back to Kyrie Elam. Look how long it took Oliver to get to this point in his career. Look how long it's taken Rousseau, Epinesa. Like, there's numerous examples on this roster alone where that have shown it can take two, three, four seasons. So uh, as far as on the Elam thing, again, once again, I wanted to say this earlier, I'm glad they didn't trade him because I do want to see what he could potentially mm-hmm. become on this roster. I don't want him to be a Wyatt Teller and go to another team and then turn into an all pro. I don't want to see that again, but I would, agree. I would rather bet on, I would rather bet on his natural ability and, you know, our coaching staff being able to coach him up enough mm-hmm. to eventually, yeah. you know, turn into – he doesn't have to be a superstar. Even if he turns into, you know, what Dane Jackson is, you know, that's good enough at this point. You know, just be – Dane Jackson playable. except with the traits. Yeah, except with the traits, you know, which automatically, you know, which in retrospect should make him better than what Dane Jackson is. So, right. like, right. it's – it's just one of those things to where you just you just hope that the coaching staff can bring him along at this point because now it, now it's on them. Bean gave them the tools. All right, we're shutting them down for the year. We're bringing in Razul Douglas. This is an off year for you guys. You know, don't worry about it this year. But going in, I feel like going into the next year and the following, you're like, all right, we got to do something with this guy because they'll have to make a decision on a fi- on a five on the fifth year and on his uh, option. So it's and that's expensive and it's all guaranteed. 
So there's going to be a lot of questions answered when it comes to Elam pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Sorry, I went back to Elam. <laughs> I just wanted to to throw that in there really quick. Uh, but back to the uh, the, the game this weekend. What about flipping around Buffalo's offense versus their their defense? Is there any advantages, disadvantages? What do you guys think? Go ahead, Mike. Um. Well, kind of. This is like I, I feel like we're both uh, both defenses are are pretty decent. Um, I think we have uh, more of an advantage. We have we have more turnovers, maybe more first force turnovers. Um, I guess that would be the only advantage. I'm, I'm not going to say the only advantage, um, but man, their our offense against their defense. If we could somehow spread the ball around like, like we were last game, man, it was it was just beautiful. And 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 the big thing with their defense um, that concerns me is Hendrickson. You know, he, he's up near the top of the board as far as sacks this year. Um, so protecting that edge, I mean, that's that's like the focus on, on both sides of the ball this game. Um, just just protection, protection. Yeah. My biggest concern is they have their own version of Matt Milano and Logan Wilson. That guy yeah. is all over the yeah. football. You know, he was, you know, it's just like, Matt Milano was he was overlooked in the draft. You know, he, he came out, he worked hard, he earned he earned a spot, and now he's flourishing. You know, he's one of the next linebackers that's gonna get a fat contract. Great off ball linebacker. He can rush the passer, he can drop into coverage, you know, he he gets tackles. He he's very, very good. Um but s- mixing him with Geno Pratt, who is, you know, just good. See ball, get ball kind of guy. He was basically Tremaine Edmonds. You know, he's he's one of those guys. He doesn't make too many splash plays, but he'll go, he'll find that football on a run play and he'll and he'll get the running back for you, no problem. So combining those guys, you know that that kind of worries me a little bit. I could see Logan Wilson being used a lot as a spy this game, mm-hmm. and with you know, with Gino uh, Pratt come, rushing the passer, you know, just eyeing the like basically. Having the linebackers just play man on Josh and Pratt on the running back and just letting everybody else just sit back in the zone and not let, let us beat them over top. So yeah. the linebackers are my biggest concern, mainly Logan Wilson. Yeah. There's a there's another couple um, of things that I want to add in real quick. Just um that we, we have more takeaways than them on the year, uh, but their their ratio is better than ours. So and, and that's the and the other thing is penalties. There are, we have more yeah. penalty yards, so so that's another you know minor thing that you know you you got to take care of those you know small things too. So you know when it comes down to a tight game, you you know that's very important. Well, we gave the Bucks two first downs on fourth down last mm-hmm. week from yeah. penalties. So you know right right there you know they they weren't able to capitalize, but. My opinion, Cincinnati's more likely than not going to be able to capitalize between the quarterback and the right. three wide receivers. So, yeah, every possession and every snap is going to count in this game. Yeah, it's it's going to be a, a big one. Um, for me, the biggest my biggest concern is is the pass rush uh, from Hendrickson in that that front. 
I, I'm confident their offensive line can, well, I think they <laughs> can get it done. But to your point with Logan Wilson, uh, Josh Allen said, I think it was yesterday or today during a press conference, he called Logan Wilson the best linebacker in football. So He's that's pretty high praise. Yeah. So I can certainly see your point with that one. But I do think that at the end of the day, <clears throat> if the offensive line can protect Josh and he has time to find the open guy, I think we'll have, we have guys that will get open. Mm-hmm. I, I think the big equalizer, in fact, um, over the, the Cincinnati Bengals site on fansided.com, they reached out to me and, and asked some questions. And they'd ask me, what is different with this team versus the team that, you know, the playoff team? Yeah. Aside from the injuries and everything that transpired last year led up to that game, I think for me the biggest thing is, one, the offensive line I think is better than what we had last year. In fact, I know it's better. And number two, they haven't seen Kincaid yet. And I think Buffalo can use that to their advantage and implement him in this game plan. And um, – I think that's something that they can take advantage of, especially if, like you were saying, if they keep those linebackers in close to kind of spy on, on Allen and stuff, that should allow Kincaid to come behind them and find those soft spots in the zone. So that, to me, it's not a concern. That, for me, is an advantage, I think, going into this. Um, and and also their secondary, uh, once you get past that front seven, the secondaries, it's okay. But I think Dej can have a game in this as well. I think Kincaid and Dej can really exploit that secondary. Mm-hmm. One guy in their secondary, two guys in their secondary who they're young, and but they're playing well is Dax Hill, safety out of Michigan. I was begging Bean to draft him when he came out in the draft. And, um, oh, my gosh, now the corner, his, the, cor- the corner's name is slipping away. Um, he's a young guy. He came out of Nebraska. Uh, he's got a two two name last name, but he he's been out like he he's he's good. He's very good. I watched. I've been watching him play um, since he came into the league. He was somebody else that I was kind of hoping we were gonna get. We were gonna go after and draft, and he he fell to the third round, and we ended up not getting him. Um, but those are two guys who you know they're young and up and coming players. They're hungry. You know, they're, like they're gonna be against our wide receivers. So. And it's it's going to be a really good matchup. Yes, Cameron Taylor Britt. Thank you, Roy. Ta- was, God, that was, was just going to say. <laughs> Can always count on Roy to come through for us. Thank you for that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, um, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, and like I've 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 already said this before, and I'll continue to say this: I will never pick against this team, the Bills, because they are capable of beating anybody in the league. So, going to our Score predictions here, and those of you that are listening on YouTube, Facebook, whatever, comment your score predictions. Uh, we'll put those into the the weekly video that Mike puts together. But I'm going to go with Casey first because I feel like Casey, you haven't gone first in a while, so we're going to put you on the spot on this one. Thirty-four to twenty-one, Cincinnati. Oh, that's very enthusiastic. <laughs> Thirty-four to twenty. I'm just zoning. You're in the corner. Turn around. Just spin your chair around. And <laughs> I nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> Ouch, you said 34 to 21. Right? Not even close. You yeah, picking Cincinnati. Cincinnati? I just think that Jamar are going to wind up being too much. That, the, they're hitting. They're hitting a stride. They're hitting a stride right now, and 
you know, it's starting to come together and we're, we're still kind of figuring out who we are, what we are, what works. You know, we finally saw a different game plan for the first time this past week, you know, when we went to the hurry up offense to start the game. It, it just, I'm just worried with the inconsistencies and just the and momentum right now. And I think the momentum is what's going to carry Cincinnati going into this game. Go ahead, Mike. I'm not doing that crap this week. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I will at all this season. I commented last week and I, I left the team off, off the prediction score was way off anyway. So with that being said (laughs) this week, back to score predictions and I'm doing 24, 17 Buffalo bills. Oh, that's low. That's low scoring. It's low. You got some. You got some faith in that defense. I do. Yeah, I, I, I want to see you. I want to see you lay a parlay with the under in it this week. And I want. <laughs> yeah. to, I want photo evidence. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I I said at the top of the show that I'm nervous about this game. Um, Bengals have looked great uh, as of late. They. I mean, they just destroyed the 49ers, who a lot of people were saying was the best team in the NFL. And now they've lost three straight games since people have been saying that. But they still, they handled them. I think it was, what, 31-17 or something like that? But um, for me, um, I'm picking the Bills to win this. I I do think that there comes a point, there will come a point this season where Buffalo just figures it out and they just start to steamroll teams like they almost do every single year, it seems like. I'm not saying they're steamrolling the Bengals. I'm not doing that. But I am saying Buffalo 30 to 27. I think it's a, a Tyler Bass comes through in the end, late field goal, and Buffalo gets out of there with the W. And Hayes says here uh, 30 to 28. So he's really close to what I'm saying, 30 to 27. But that's your score predictions. Hopefully Casey is wrong, but I don't blame you. I, I really don't I because. I, yeah, I, I'm just going – if we're going to be, like, honest about this team and who we are and what we are, I, that I, that's just my, my gut in my head telling me, you know, it, it's – I feel like Cincinnati is going to walk out with a W this one. And I my heart tells me I hope I'm wrong. Jeez. I'm just a little surprised that it's so – like 30 to 30 – you said 31 to 20? 30, 34-21. 34-21. That's – yeah, that's a double-digit win. Yeah. It's, All right. I'm, a, well, I, I'm prepared so to get my heart broke. What would you pick on Taylor's site, though? Huh? I picked the Bengals. I believe I picked the Bengals. I think so. I'd have <laughs> to go back. I'd have to go back and look. We'll do pink hair twice. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right. Yeah, next time it'll be the beard. <laughs> Not just no. there. All right. All right one we're going to – I was about let's do something with this pink hair. If I'm gonna do this, I'd like to do something, you know, if we can get get people to get behind this and we can figure out a way to, uh, something to donate to, I, I'd love to make do this for a good cause. And I know Spence would be appreciate appreciative of it as well. So yeah. hit me up, hit us all up, let us know if you have any ideas, if you have any charities that you'd like to that you like to give to, you know, get send us info. We we can talk about it. We'll we'll figure something out with this. We'll make it. We'll make it fun. It will make his hair yeah. as bright pink as we can. <laughs> Great! I'm gonna have to go see the Barbie right. movie after. 
There you go. <laughs> perfect, go. perfect. All right, before we get out of here, if you're on Facebook, please hit the, the like. Uh, subscribe to our Facebook page, uh, The Mafia Cast. Easy to find. Go check it out. You can see all of our content. You can comment on whatever. We just don't want to talk about the bills. If you're listening on YouTube, like and subscribe there as well. Appreciate you guys. And we'll see everybody next Thursday night. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Tell your friends.